Where do you even get started with your wedding design? On today's episode, I'm breaking down the wedding design process into four basic steps so you can plan a gorgeous and cohesive wedding from start to finish. Whether you're just starting to plan your wedding or your Pinterest board is one endless scroll, this episode is going to show you how to put together a beautiful and cohesive wedding design that's unique and personal to you. So let's get to it. Listening to Ask the Planner. I'm your host, Desiree Adams, owner of Verb Event Co., a company whose mission is to help couples enjoy planning the contemporary, sophisticated wedding they've always imagined. Together with other wedding industry experts, we reveal the crucial details and industry secrets that will help you plan and enjoy your flawless heirloom occasion. So pop your favorite champagne because we have a wedding to plan. Hey guys, it's Desiree. Before we get to today's episode, I wanted to thank the sponsors of our podcast. The first sponsor is Lovestream. Lovestream is a one-way, high-definition, high-quality way to stream your wedding and help your guests feel like they're part of the audience at your wedding, even if they're just sitting on their couch at home. They just click your personal URL and they're able to watch without logging in, downloading an app, or messing with their microphone or camera settings. It's designed to be as easy to use for your grandma as it is for all your techie friends. If you want to interact with your guests after your ceremony, Lovestream also offers a Zoom reception option. And for any of you all that are planning a destination wedding after the pandemic, they now offer all-inclusive live streaming destination wedding packages. I really like Lovestream because the platform is so easy to use for any size wedding. They also give you guys, the couples, plenty of attention and help. You can talk with their team and have a meeting before you buy, and they also have a live chat function on their website, which I think is awesome. Any website that has live chat is the best, and they'll answer any question you have before you book or even after. To get 10% off any Lovestream package, visit verveventco.com backslash lovestream and enter the code ASK10, that's A-S-K-10, for 10% off. Again, that's verveventco.com backslash lovestream and use our code ASK10 for 10% off any Lovestream virtual wedding package. The next sponsor of our podcast is Zola. Zola is the next generation of wedding registry, combining gifts, experiences, and cash funds all in one place. One of the things I love about Zola is that they seamlessly link your wedding website and registry. Also, after you set up your registry on Zola, they'll hold your gifts until you're ready to receive them. Maybe you live in the city in a small condo and don't have a ton of extra space like we did, or you're in the process of buying a home and don't want to move all of those gifts from your current place. Whatever it is, Zola won't send your packages until you're ready for them. And if you change your mind and don't want the gift, they make it super easy to get store credit and the gift giver will never know. No more driving to the store to get gift cards that you're going to forget anyways. Zola also makes group gifting super easy for bigger ticket items. Finally, Zola will give you 20% off any remaining gifts on your registry for six months after you say I do. This is way more than most other retailers who only let you use that kind of discount once. Zola lets you use it multiple times for six months. 
To start building your wedding website and registry, visit verveventco.com backslash Zola. The final sponsor of our podcast is another registry that my couples love, which is Honey Fund. Honey Fund helps couples realize their wedding and honeymoon dreams by allowing guests to contribute money towards once-in-a-lifetime experiences, down payments for your first home, and even your favorite charities, which I think is awesome. Guys, I say this all the time, but life is too short to waste it on moments without meeting. What better way to begin your life together as a newly married couple and the end of the pandemic than with the most amazing trip ever? My husband and I honeymooned in Italy, and it is still one of our favorite experiences today, and we've been married for almost 12 years. To get inspired and check out the most sought-after honeymoon destinations, visit verveventco.com backslash honeyfund. And now, on with today's episode. Hey guys, thanks so much for joining me for today's episode. I am so excited for today's topic, how to design your wedding. I love this topic because I know it's something that a lot of you all struggle with, but you also know it's important if you want to make your wedding special, memorable, and one of a kind. And really, the best way to make your wedding unique to you is through your wedding design. These are the details and decor elements that you choose to include that will distinguish it from other weddings. Even though it's super important though, I know a lot of couples stall when it comes to the wedding design because there are so many directions that you can take with it. So in this episode, I'm going to do my very best to break the process down for you as simply as possible. Of course, if you still want more help, just send me your questions and I'll probably do a follow-up episode with all of your questions. But you can also book a 90-minute clarity call with me so that we can work through whatever issues you're having when it comes to the design or really any questions you have with your wedding and get you on the way to planning your gorgeous wedding because really that's why I have this podcast. I want to make sure it's helpful for you all. So if you guys need more help, I'm always happy to be that for you. Also, if you're driving or working out or wherever you are when you're listening to the show, if you want to get the show notes, this is going to be at verveventco.com backslash 15. That's the number one five for the highlights or to hear the replay. And I'm also going to say we took the interns for their first ski lesson yesterday. And it was also the first time I had gone skiing since before I had my daughter, which she's six and a half right now. So... I am kind of sore, so if I move around in my seat, that is why. I hope it doesn't catch, the you know, the sound doesn't catch it. But if it does, sorry guys. All right, so I'm now going to talk about today's episode, which is how to design your wedding. Like I said earlier, I'm going to break down the process into four basic steps. But before we get to those steps, I wanted to start with this quote by Charles Eames, which I love. He is a furniture designer, if you don't know him. He's known for the Eames chair and other really functional but also really gorgeous pieces. And he says about design, Design is a plan for arranging elements in such a way as best to accomplish a particular purpose. And I start with this quote because I think it's important to pick design elements or wedding decor or wedding details, whatever you want to call it, that serve a purpose. When I design weddings for my couples, I want to make sure that whatever we include in the design or the details that we pick for the decor have meaning. 
weave little tidbits of information that I've pulled from the couple's story into the overall day so that when the guests arrive at the wedding and they see these little touches, they know that it's really personal and special to the couple and not anybody else. And we didn't just copy stuff on Pinterest. All right. So that brings me to the first step of designing your wedding, which is step number one, finding your inspiration finding your inspiration for your wedding. Um, So, you know, one of obviously like one of the first places to look for inspiration for your wedding design is your story. Like I said, your wedding is inspired by you guys. In order for it to be personal, it needs to be about you both. So how do we do that? So let's think about you guys. What are your backgrounds? What's your heritage? Are there any cultural traditions from either of you guys' backgrounds that you want to incorporate into the wedding decor? Where did you guys grow up? Stuff like that. Just think about, you know, stuff about your story that you might want to include. For example, my family is Filipino. I don't know if you guys know that. And my husband's family is part Armenian and part Scottish and also part German. But when my parents got married, they have this really pretty picture where they released doves out of this bell in the middle of the ballroom. So like they're in a ballroom and there's these two wedding bells, which is kind of cheesy, way up top of the frame. And there's a big, long white cord that's attached to it. So basically they each pull on a cord and it opens up the wedding bells and it releases these doves and they kind of fly around in the room. I also really, really liked it. So I researched it. And I found out that Armenians also release doves as one of their wedding traditions too. So then when we got married, I decided that I wanted to release doves kind of as like an homage to our parents. The wedding cake topper also on our cake was two little doves. But we release doves at the end of our cocktail hour. And the thing with doves is that you need to do it during the day so that they have enough time to fly back to their home before it gets dark. So if you want to do that, just make sure that you have enough time. But that was one tradition that we incorporated from our families, and then people actually really, really liked it. We had some cute photos with it. The doves didn't want to come out of the basket. Basically, like, you open up the basket, and then hopefully the doves just fly out. But they didn't, so we kind of had to, like, nudge them along. But it was cute, and then they flew, and they like actually, like, flew into a heart somehow. So it was really pretty, but then they flew home. So... That's something that we incorporated from our heritage. Something else that we did was for our wedding favors, we gave guests at the end of the night a little box of fresh baklava, which is from his side of the family, the Armenian side, from a local bakery. And then we had a Filipino sweet, which I love, called Tronistica Soy. But they're not super, super sweet. They have like nougat in them. But anyways, those were two little touches from our heritage, again, that we incorporated into our wedding design. And guests really loved them. They were really good because, you know, guests got them at the end of the night. Usually guests are hungry at the end of the night or they just have the munchies. And guests always love food as wedding favors. So you can never go wrong with dessert or sweets as a wedding favor. So that's another thing that we incorporate from our background into our wedding design. So what's one place of inspiration? Another source of inspiration for your wedding decor is your relationship. Where did you guys meet? How did your relationship start? Did you guys meet online? Did a friend introduce you? Did you guys go out to dinner somewhere? What did you guys eat at your dinner? Also, what do you guys like to do for fun? Do you guys like to cook? Do you guys like to go hiking? Do you guys like to do trails? You know, one of my couples a long time ago, they were really big into going on hikes. 
in the parks. And so one of their wedding favors was a little bag of trail mix. It was really cute. And it was something like for your journey on the road or something like that. It was a really cute thing. But again, it kind of incorporated something that they liked doing, picked out all the different things that they included in the trail mix. When we were getting married, one of our favorite places to go out to dinner was this place in this really nice restaurant in D.C. called Tosca. And they had this amazing deconstructed tiramisu that we loved. So we had the chef at our reception venue, which was down in Charlottesville, recreate it for our wedding dessert. In addition to our wedding cake, which included a mango curd, which is another nod to my Filipino heritage. So we just kind of like sprinkled all these little things about us into our wedding day. It's not like we were, you know, hitting people over the head with like, these are the things from our from our background, but it was just like nice little touches that we liked to include. So yeah, another source of inspiration for your wedding decor and details could be your engagement. Maybe you want to include some details about how he or she proposed, where it happened. Maybe there were some funny details about the story, you know, whatever you guys want to include, I think is really, really nice. So when you're looking for inspiration, though, don't feel like you need to know all the answers to these questions that I'm proposing to you right now. You're just in the beginning of the design process, but keep them in mind or make a list of the answers so that maybe when you're going, you know, as you're deciding things later down the road, you're like, oh, you know, maybe now is a good time to include that bit about, you know, our story or whatever into the wedding design. So just keep a running list or jot things down as they come to you and then just come back to it later. Okay, so now that you've pulled together some thoughts about your story, it's time to turn to wedding blogs and Pinterest for some more inspiration. So like I said earlier, I don't like just copying things other people have done on Pinterest or whatever blogs, but it is good to look at blogs and Pinterest just to see what's out there and what inspires you guys, what you're just drawn to. When you're doing this, you don't have to search for specific details at this point. Like, you know, you don't have to type in like wedding invitation ideas or wedding color schemes or wedding color palettes. At this point, we're just casting a wide net of inspiration to see what you gravitate towards. Because right now, you know, you're still new in the process. You're There's a lot of information out there and you're just trying to see what you like. So take some time to read the different blog articles, save some of the images that you like the most, but don't worry too much about what you're saving or why you like these images. Just go ahead and save them to your Pinterest and then you can come back to it later. So that's one place, you know, going on these different blogs and you can go to local blogs of people that are work in the area where you're getting married or you go to the national blogs like there's so many. Then obviously you can always go to Pinterest. And if you're planning a wedding, you're probably familiar with Pinterest. So when you're on Pinterest, I encourage you to scroll around and just see what jumps out at you. Save different items. Let different pins lead you to other pins. Go down those rabbit holes and see where it takes you because you never know where it's going to land or what you know, idea you're going to get when you, you know, go down one article and they're like, oh, maybe we'll research this thing. And then that leads you to something else. And then you kind of like like your mind just starts churning. This is what happens to me, at least. And you just get different ideas and inspiration from different things. So definitely take some time with this process. When I'm putting together a wedding design for my couples, it takes me several weeks. I have ideas that I research 
So I look into those and then I let those marinate for a little while and then I'll come back to it. And then I'll come back to it later again and then I go in a different direction depending on what I'm inspired by and the couple's priorities and their styles. Some days I spend some time thinking about the florals. Other days I think about the table settings. It just really depends on the mood that I'm in and then what details I'm excited to include in the wedding design that are part of my couple story. Or if they're like, you know, we're really into flowers, I'll research the flowers a lot, or if they're really into certain colors or the time of the year, you know, whatever vibe that they're going for is what I'll be focusing on. So it just depends. Also, don't ever feel like you can only get wedding inspiration from wedding blogs and Pinterest. I love looking at interior design magazines for inspiration about colors. I look around in nature, just sometimes like when I'm on my walks or when I'm working out. So feel free to just pin items related to, you know, whatever your interests are that are related to design or colors or patterns, because maybe that's going to be a recurring theme that you're going to see later on in the process. Like I said, interior design magazines are also a great place to get inspiration for color palettes. I think we've all seen those designer kitchens and homes in Architectural Digest and El Decor, and their color combinations are just gorgeous. They're also kind of different. They're not just like all white kitchens. They'll have different color palettes and they'll be inspired by, they'll be mixing and matching like old and new. Like I just love how different the designs are. And so I think that's a really great place to get inspiration. So that is step one of the design process, which is finding your inspiration. All right, now it's time for step two of the design process, which is conducting a Pinterest purge. Yes, I know we spent a lot of time on Pinterest, but now it's time to do a purge. It's time to do some tough love. Like I said before, Pinterest is a really great tool to get inspiration and ideas, but more often than not, I see way too many pins that overwhelm my couples, and then after a point, they're just like, I don't even know why I pinned this. They've lost track. They don't know what they, why they're pinning, whatever, so it's time to do a Pinterest purge. During this purge, you can either delete images that don't resonate with you anymore because you found ones you like better, or you can just move your most favorite images to a final or a top inspiration board that has the best of the best, and then leave the other ones where they are in case you need to reference them later. You know, just pick the ones that you love the most and then be like, all right, I'm just going to archive this or maybe come back to it later in case it seems to fit in with what we're doing again. Also, in episode 13, where I talk about how to pick your wedding venue, one of the first steps I said in that episode was to narrow down your venue search by picking three style words to describe your wedding. So if you missed that episode, definitely go back and listen to it because it's a really good and helpful one and it's related to this stuff. But I mentioned picking three style words because those three style words are going to help you whittle down your Pinterest boards too. If the images that you're looking at don't align with those three style words that we talked about, remove them, archive them, put them on a different board, but that's really going to help you declutter your Pinterest board and help you get a better sense of what you are really, really liking and leaning towards. If you haven't chosen three style words to describe your wedding, something like elegant, colorful, and whimsical, or laid back, casual, but bright, or airy and summery, um, elegant, whatever you want. That's what I'm talking about when I say three style words. 
But if you haven't done that, now is a good time to do it. So talk about it with your partner. Think about how you want to describe your day, how you want to remember your day. Those are really good ways to help you whittle down that Pinterest board and also give you kind of a specific direction to take your wedding in. Also, during this Pinterest purge, it's also a good time to start organizing your inspiration into more specific boards, if that's helpful for you. I'm kind of anal with my boards, and I just like having things more specific and more narrowed down to in categories. So if that's helpful for you, definitely do that. Do ones for colors, games, or color palettes. Do another one for flowers, another one for table decor, another one for stationery, whatever is helpful for you. So yeah, so now once you've finished your purge, you're ready for step three of the wedding design process, which is picking your theme. So After you've cleaned out your Pinterest board, it's time to pick some kind of overarching theme to give your day cohesion. Hopefully you'll start to see some kind of pattern emerge after you finish your purge. Whether it's a color palette that you keep coming back to or a certain style or both, you know, let your board speak to you. Maybe you'll see that you're drawn to images that feel bohemian with lots of nature and flower crowns and a ceremony in the woods. Or maybe it'll be the opposite and you'll notice that you're drawn to lots of clean, modern, and minimal inspiration and the flower arrangements are not too large and overflowing and the fonts in the stationery are more sans serif with lots of white space. Who knows? It's really up to you. It's it's your wedding. And if you want to do mix and match, do mix and match. Do like updated vintage. You know, whatever you like and whatever feels good to you, you should definitely go with it. Again, don't forget about those three style words that I mentioned in the previous step. Those words are really going to help you get some direction as you pick a theme for your wedding. Even if you wanted, you could even use those three style words to be the theme of your wedding. You could just pick like three words, even if they're like an emotion, go with that. That's fine too. If nothing jumps out at you as far as what kind of theme to go with, try having someone else take a look at your Pinterest after you've whittled it down and see if they see any patterns emerge for them. It could be that you've just been staring at it for a really long time and you need another person's fresh eyes or a fresh perspective to help you see the patterns or similarities among all the images that you're drawn to. That happens to me a lot. Not necessarily when I'm doing my, when I'm putting together my designs, but when I'm just thinking through like what I want to say or when I'm trying to figure out some things about my company or my business, I'll kind of like have someone else go through it with me and they're able to kind of pick up on things that I'm not just because I've been in it for so long that it's a lot easier when a third party who's, you know, not been in the trenches with you take a look at it. So definitely do that, whether it's your partner or a friend or your mother, your maid of honor. So as an example, when one of my brides was describing to her mom what colors she was really drawn to for a wedding, she said she liked deep, rich reds, dark navy, jewel tones, lots of flowers, something like in an oriental rug, like those kinds of colors. And when her mom heard this, she said, it sounds like you're describing a Dutch master still life portrait. So that became the inspiration for her wedding. And I loved it when we were talking about it because I actually studied Johan Vermeer. He's one of the Dutch masters in college, took this course called Art and Chemistry. So it really paid off. But I had a lot of fun incorporating all the rich colors of fall into the wedding design. And it really, it was just like, it was really like, you're living in one of those still life portraits for their wedding. 
So we used deep blue velvet linens, lots of dahlias, which was the bride's favorite flower. And the dahlias were like these incredible colors. They were blush and peach and deep burgundy, and they were just gorgeous. And then for the first course, we had a grazing board, and it was full of cheeses and fruit spreads and bread. And it was just all part of the theme. And it made her super, super happy and the groom because they basically just wanted to have like a giant family dinner, which also kind of worked with the theme. So and it was perfect for fall. So it worked out really, really well. Your wedding theme could literally be anything. It could be, like I said, like a piece of art. It could be a feeling. It could be a place that you both love. It could be a color scheme. It could be a couple words that you guys choose. Whatever feels really good to you, go with that because that's going to make the wedding you. Pick whatever you want as long as it's special and meaningful to you guys. I think your guests are really going to get that feeling and that sense of you in your wedding when you go with something that's meaningful for you guys. So once you have an idea for your theme, it's time for the last step, which is step four, create your mood board or your wedding design. So step one was finding your inspiration. Step two was doing your Pinterest purge. Step three was picking your theme. Step four, like I said, is creating your mood board or wedding design. As many people call it, I think a lot of wedding planners and designers call it your wedding design or wedding mood board. I think more couples probably call it like your wedding color palettes or your wedding theme, whatever you want to call it. So this step can be as elaborate or as simple as you like, as long as it's helpful and not stressful for you guys. The more elements in it, the better it is for sharing with your vendors so that everyone's on the same page as to the overall direction and the feeling of the day. But if it gets to start to overwhelm you, then just stop. Don't, you know, I like I always say, like, your wedding shouldn't be a source of stress. It should be an enjoyable process or your wedding planning. So you can always come back to it and add to it later if it gets to be too much. Also know that the mood board is in a way just a starting point. Just because you put something in your mood board, it doesn't have to necessarily be there on your wedding day. So don't stress too much about that part. All right, now for what to actually include in the mood board or your wedding design. I like to have one page that's basically a collage of the most inspiring photos from your Pinterest board, whether they're photos of tables and centerpieces and swatches of different colors or even abstract images that evoke a feeling or a mood or emotion. This one page acts like a snapshot for your vendors to see everything for your wedding inspiration at one glance. Just a quick way to say like, okay, this is the feeling that I want to convey for our wedding. So then after that page, I create a separate page for each of the different decor elements with examples or sketches or inspiration images for each thing. So I generally start with the first things guests will encounter of the wedding, like the stationery. So the invitations or the save the dates, then it progresses as the day unfolds and kind of like follows the timeline. So things you might want to consider including in the inspiration for your wedding mood board would be stationery and paper pieces, like the save the dates and the invitations, the menus, etc. your wedding attire, or at least including what colors that your wedding party will be wearing, your ceremony decor and flowers, your cocktail hour decor, any signature cocktails you want to do, maybe your escort card display, place cards, etc. And then your reception decor and details. And that would be your linens, 
table centerpieces, your place settings like your china or your forks, knives, spoons, etc. Table numbers. Maybe you want to do something special for a sweetheart table or a head table. Something for a dessert display or your favors. A lounge area. Something for your cake. Whatever. Whatever you envision for your day. Some people include entertainment in the design. I don't really do entertainment unless there's something where the band or the DJ is standing. That's different. So again, don't feel like you need to know exactly what you're going to be doing for all of these different things or what everything is going to look like. Just having an idea or an inspiration for that element will be helpful when you're picking out the specific details later down the road, when you're picking out your vendors or you're having conversations with those vendors and you say like, this is what I put together. This is really going to help them kind of understand what you're trying to create with your wedding. So do this for the elements that are most important to you. And then the other elements will likely fall into place. So if something isn't a priority for you, then don't worry about it. You might not even end up doing it. So don't stress too much about that. So I find that when you get the really big important things that are specific, that mean a lot to you, then the other things will just kind of like happen later on down the road. And like I already said, don't feel like you have to have it perfect for your mood board or the wedding design. This is again going to be a jumping off point when you're talking to your florist or you're picking out china for your tables or your linens. And just to kind of remember and remind you what the whole big picture is supposed to look like. The wedding mood board is supposed to help you give cohesion and organize your thoughts in the direction for your wedding, but nothing is set in stone, so definitely have fun with it. Again, if it's not getting fun or you're not having fun with it anymore, just stop, take a break, and then come back to it. Like I always say, planning your wedding should be fun. Life is too short to waste it on moments without meaning, so if it's not being fun or meaningful for you, then take a break for sure. And that's it. So that is how to create your wedding design. Before I wrap up today's episode, I wanted to review quickly the four steps one more time. So step one, find your inspiration. What details about you and your relationship do you want to include in your wedding decor? Step two, do a Pinterest purge. Delete all the details and images that don't resonate or excite you anymore or archive them, put them somewhere else. Step three, pick a theme for the day. So having a theme is going to really bring everything together and give you one direction to follow when you're picking all the different elements for the day. And then step four is creating your wedding design, focusing on the details and wedding decor elements that excite you and then let the rest just fall into place. Guys, I hope that this episode helped you get a better idea of how to put together your wedding design. I had a lot of fun recording it. I love the wedding design process. As you can probably imagine, I had a lot of examples. I have so many more. I also have a wedding mood board template that you are welcome to download. So it's really, you know, once you go through the first three steps and then before you make your actual wedding design, go to verbeventco.com backslash mood board and I'll put it in the show notes and that will give you a freebie for my wedding mood board template. If you have any questions, I am always happy to answer them. And as always, feel free to DM me on Instagram at the new Instagram account at Ask the Planner Podcast. I respond to everybody, sometimes with voice text, so I would love to hear from you. Let me know if you have any questions. If you want any more help, I'm only a phone call away, and you can set up a 90-minute clarity call with me at verveventco.com backslash clarity, and I'll link to that in the show notes as well. 
Finally, don't forget to leave a review for the podcast if you love this episode. Reviews are so helpful for us podcasters because it really helps other listeners find the show and actually realize like, yes, I want to listen to this because this is awesome. You guys know that, but other people don't. So yeah, I would love it for you if you guys left a review. You know that if you follow me on Instagram, I share them on Instagram and I really just appreciate everyone's feedback. I always read them. So yay, please leave a review. That's all for today's episode. Next week's episode will be another Wedding Tip Wednesday, and then March kicks off with an amazing interview with a super talented wedding photographer. I'm so excited for you guys to hear it. So as always, guys, thanks so much for listening, and I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to Ask the Planner. To make sure you enjoy planning your heirloom occasion, visit asktheplannerpodcast.com, where you'll find show notes and ways to connect with me. And if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you hit subscribe and please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so other couples can find the show and plan their flawless wedding just like you. 